اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين ثم الصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين وعلى اهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين my respected audience assalamu alaykum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh welcome to the hujjat stanmore podcast and this week i am delighted to be introducing to you sheikh abbas de palma who has come from rome in italy and is spending about a week here with us i think this is uh you come here a few times now to the to the uk if i'm correct and yes. uh we're honored to have uh, sheikh abbas visiting us here at hujjat stanmore this week and i wanted to take an opportunity to invite sheikh abbas onto the hujjat podcast in order to explore with him what shiism is like in italy what type of activities the shi'i community are doing there but also to speak to him about things like the rise of the far right in Italy what the cultural shifts are in Italy at the moment and what he's seeing um across Europe taking place so i'm going to be putting to him questions um such as uh you know h- how is it that we're seeing the culture changing what are the football teams that are very far left and very far right and to explore with him his own experience as a Shia Muslim within Italy as well. Well, very welcome to you. Thank you very much, Sheikh Abbas. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Nice to meet you and to be here. Honored. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to come and do the podcast. We're we're very honored to be able to have you on board with us. So, I think this is the second time that I'm meeting you. Uh, yes, I think you so. came in January, is that right? Yeah, for the Juma. For a Juma. Yeah, that, after Juma. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's a pleasure to be able to see, nice you, again. To see you again. So, how comes you come back and forth to the UK? What's what's the reason for you to visit us every few months? No, I I'm here because uh, I also have uh, relatives, family. Yeah. So, I regularly try when the schedule Silatul allows Raham. Me to yes, upholding exactly. Silatul Raham, making sure we, we keep up the family size. to keep that alive as well so as much as we can it's difficult tough schedule but i can imagine i can imagine we'll try our best so sheikh abbas you um are the imam at the al mahdi center in rome italy exactly from yes. my perspective rome is such a beautiful city historic and filled with culture It must be amazing to be living in a city of that kind of culture and to experience just what it must be like to be a center point for for travelers around the world yes, must be very yes, interesting it must uh, come across a plethora of people it's beautiful we have a very good place to see there in italy and the weather is wonderful especially in summertime or spring <laughs> yeah that's very good and people like it and come oh, lots of tourism there as well and uh, Yes, we as a Muslim there we are a small community as a Shia we are the minority of the minority there. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. yes, you know, we'll uh, we live uh, with each other. Alhamdulillah. You know, so Abbas, you you converted to Islam at the age of 18 from Christianity. Exactly. I was 18 uh, in it was 1999. Yeah. Well, I was a Christian. I was born and grown up as a Christian. And a certain point of my life, towards 15, 16, I started to research different uh, religion, philosophies, uh, here and there, traveling to different places. There was something missing 
in my life. What, what was missing? And uh, I didn't know. That's, <laughs> that's what you were looking for. Yes, of course. There was, but uh, yeah, there is something that it needs to be filled in our uh, life. Mm. Uh, it couldn't be only just like this uh, eating uh, and uh, drinking and socializing. It has to be there more. There should be something more. Indeed. Every time you enjoy something in this world, uh, the day after you still you, you still want it. You still want it. I mean, you're not satisfied fully. Accent. And uh, so there should be another meaning. Indeed. It will be. There should be another meaning to the. Uh, but life. to find that at 16 or 18 is is difficult because most people awaken to that much later in their life. Yes, everybody has his own process and. Uh, Alhamdulillah, but, uh, I was able actually, I consider myself l lucky to have uh, been able to see this kind of, uh, uh, of missing points in myself and uh, at that age because uh, yeah, for many people it's, uh, it's difficult, almost impossible for that age. But uh, yeah, I think if we think uh, also, you know, I was with a group of friends that we used to go, uh, we used to like to go, for example, in the forest in the mm. night and having the fire and uh, well, we, we used to love nature, so mm. we used to be in contact with nature a lot. Which brings you closer towards God. And the same way you, you look, you look around, look uh, around. like the Quran, and also yes. look around you Indeed. and uh, you find the Indeed. creator by seeing the creation and unconsciously, that's what happened. You know? Look again and, and again. Yes, yes. And yeah, you will be forced to see God in the beauty of yes, because existence the, and the order of existence. Make, you know, we, 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 we make big buildings in the city. We're trying to run our society. But then when you are you and the creation that you didn't create, you, know, you see, I can't do this. You, know? you see that there is something which is higher. There is a supreme force behind all of this and uh, that uh, you know that's something that you know that's the aim that's what fills you that's it's what beautiful yeah so when you were having these thoughts and this research what took you towards islam and particularly the madhab of shiism ahlul bayt alayhi yeah at the beginning uh, uh, i was just uh, uh, reading the quran and didn't know also about much difference of different schools, Sunnis, Shis, and so on. That came in a second time. But at the beginning was just like, uh, uh, yes, this is just like uh, recognize myself for what I am. It was not even embracing a new religion for me because it is just like to be a Muslim, you know, like we say, it is a religion of the fitrah. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it is something that we are. We just have to. To go with the flow, yes, we, are yeah, mostly, yeah. You know, we just have to submit, surrender Ascent. ourselves. And you will like, find that path. Yes, and Allah guides you, Ascent. He's going to guide you. Beautiful. And uh, so th there was something very natural at the beginning. There was not something like, uh, you know, and also accepting slowly, slowly the various uh, rules of Sharia, for example, pray five times a day, mm -hmm. uh, fasting, uh, having a specific diet. Uh, yes. Uh, it came natural as well because in the moment that you say, you know, I submit to you, oh my Lord, uh, it doesn't matter what he's telling you because I know it is for my own well-being and I'm in peace with that. It is not an obstruction. Many people, they find these uh, rules as an obstruction. It's something that makes me more in peace because it connects me with this source which is behind everything. Phenomenal. 
So yes, there was very natural, as I say, it was. And uh, after one year, two years, you know, you start to know there is different school because you go in a masjid, yes. and you see some people praying away. This way, this way. This other way. So you start to research about uh, the, the, all the various issues, uh, Sahaba, Ahlul Bayt, and so forth and so on. And uh, yeah, I have to say that the Shia way, uh, it made more sense to be to follow the Ahlul Bayt with all this uh, historical documentation that mm -hmm. we have. But it was not only uh, the historical, also there was something more than that. Because, uh, you know, when you have built this connection between you and God, between you and Allah, you see that there is this strong connection, there is love is growing, you know. Doesn't matter if we have our, we do our mistake, but there is love. You know, you always do step far for the things that you have missed, and uh, so there is a connection between you and your God. You say he cannot leave his myself, mm -hmm. so his ummah like is like yeah. If he, he cannot leave you, how is he going to leave his ummah alone? Yes, exactly. Right, and also the this is this is, this is a logic. This yes. is a logical priority. Because the ummah is more important than the individual, right? Course, the collective yes, is always exactly. more important than the individual. Yes. If he doesn't leave you, how can he leave the ummah alone? How can he leave the whole ummah? Indeed. Throughout the whole of time, not just then. Yeah, the whole, yes, of, the the whole, whole of time, of, yes. however many thousands of years. It's just like years. you're saying that you know, my religion is stopped at this specific time. It doesn't work. It, it, there is no sense, Indeed. you know, because I, I'm building this relationship with the God. He's present right now. I should leave my religion right now. And uh, also the prophet, we have this prophet that he did what he did incredibly, and then you know, even himself, he, he couldn't have left. Left, he his, couldn't his own like without indications. I agree. I remember so, when I was studying the same thing and I was discussing with my friends, I took almost exactly the same line. I remember we were in business, my friends, mm -hmm. and my best friend was a Sunni brother. May Allah bless him. Wonderful, wonderful person. And I said to him. Let's assume now the CEO goes away, right? He says, I'm retiring from the business. He's built this business from zero. Mm -hmm. It's his baby. It's his creation. Yes. He has pride in it, making sure it continues after him. He can allow all the other directors to fight amongst themselves to see who ends up saying, well, I'm the best to take over from the CEO. Or the CEO knows the qualities of each person. You're specialist in the area. You're the best for this. And he will pick and say, after me, this is the person who should take over the running of my business. And I had almost the exact same way of thinking as what you've said. You know, God doesn't leave the individual. How can he leave his own life? So when you were going through this process, you, you then went to Hausa. Where did you study? What did you study? Yes, uh, actually, uh, I was uh, growing up in a small village near Florence. Yes. So I was uh, at that time. Uh, is Florence does, does that have Fiorentina as Fiorentina a Fiorentina, Fiorentina, team, yes. as a football fan? Yes. That's how I know the cities, okay. right? Yes. Florence has Fiorentina. Yes. Okay, yes. not very strong team. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, that was okay. Is uh, you know, I was in a small village near Florence. Uh, born in Florence, but grown up in this small village. So I was the mm. only Muslim at that time. Wow. And uh, I wanted to know more because material was not uh, available, you know, if it was too general, my, knowledge, my religious knowledge was. And you want to know because you are new 
to the religion. Indeed. They're thirsty for knowledge. Yes. So yes. once I found out that uh, there was a course of Arabic language, but then I was the only one who registered, so they couldn't even then. So I had no choice. It's just like, you know, as I was saying, I have to follow the indication. Allah showed me. So, so, so how did you get in contact with this? Uh, I came uh, here in London with a few friends, Muslim friends. Uh, we had a group of Italian uh, rivers and uh, we came here in London, we visit and uh, I came to know the reason how I was in London and I started my uh, process uh, of studying here. In, uh, in the house in London and then uh, Islamic so, College in it was Islamic College in Hausa Elmiya yeah in Hausa Elmiya yes that Allah was, bless you wonderful that was the, the beginning and then um, we moved to Syria before the crisis yes it was a very beautiful environment at that time and I ended in Qum the last years May Allah bless yes. you on your journey and uh, still we never stop to finish indeed yes we always learn even from small things we, we always learn so now you're the Imam of Jama'a in Al-Mahdi Center in Rome yes. and it's it has you were telling me it, it has native Italian Muslims and it has a wide range of different cultures as well Pakistani Afghani yes how do you balance that? What's what's the way in which the community comes together to deal, you know, have their programs and? Yeah, that's a big challenge because <laughs> different culture, different people. Yes. We find uh, the problem. The problem, which uh, it shouldn't be really a problem, is that uh, we have only one center in Pro, mm -hmm. uh, followers of Ahlul Bayt. Mm. So what happened? It is that everybody has to come there for uh, events, religious meeting, uh, prayers, and so on. So we have to stay together. Yes. So we cannot have different consensus. Yeah. It, it would become too small and yes. separated for separated, that. Separated, yeah. So uh, we find uh, Lebanese, a uh, few Iraqis, uh, then Iranians, Afghanis, Pakistani mainly. They are there. And uh, there is a small group of Italians which uh, started, uh, we started to have some project of tablir there try to, wonderful uh, what what kind of tablir is done and uh, it's 14 hours it all started uh, actually there was a brother that uh, converted from christianity to islam first to sunni then he became uh, shia and uh, this brother uh, started to gather youngster around him yes and his name is Amar de martino and uh, he had uh, this journal, he used to write a, a journal called uh, The Pure Islam. And then we start to help him in uh, publishing, uh, writing and spreading this small journal. And uh, from that small group then, a group in Rome uh, started to open an Islamic center and having activities. Because before it was very... You know, we were in different. There was no Islamic center. There was, uh, you know, find uh, some brothers. All the brothers are in different cities, so it's very difficult also to get to build a community. So what happened? We started in Rome also to have a center, and from there we are uh, people. Other people joined also from all their culture and nationalities. Start mm -hmm. to join when uh, they start to know that there was a Hosseini in Rome. 
So all the local people around Rome start to join there. Amazing. I want to come back to the discussion about your Husseiniyah at the end of the conversation, inshallah. Yeah. And I want to ask you a few questions about Italy and Europe and generally the feeling of Italians towards Muslims and Muslim culture because I try to read as much as I can about what's happening in Europe because uh, England is not separated from Europe even though Brexit is going on we are actually a wider exchange of ideas still and we don't realize how much we are influencing each other so I know that when I look at Italy one of the things that comes to mind as a Brit and as a football fan uh, I, I know some of this from looking through the lens of football that there tends to be a little bit of racism or maybe even a history of racism in Italy yeah. similar cool. to how there is here in the UK right and and different countries have different kind of challenges but I know that this uh, exists for example I, I often see that when there's football matches I've seen black players have had to walk off uh, the football pitch because of chanting monkey noises and these sorts of things I know that uh, sometimes there can be this rivalry as well so my first question is how is how are Muslims and Islam perceived in Italy at the moment and with the kind of the, the refugee crisis Italy was the first point for North Africans when they were migrating and fleeing mm -hmm. they would go across the the Mediterranean Sea and they would arrive in the banks of let's say the shores of the most southern parts of Italy so there's been a big emphasis now on Italy because of being a first point of call for migrants yes. how are you finding the whole view towards Muslims and have you seen a change in the last decade because of the refugee crisis uh, yes uh, in Italy, uh, Islam uh, has been seen as a new phenomenon, uh, quite a new phenomenon. Basically, it was in the 70s that the first Muslims started to uh, approach in Italy, although it's always been, as you said, in the, it's in the middle of the Mediterranean, so it's always been a passage point yes. uh, from different culture, uh, yes. uh, especially the south of Indeed. Italy. There's always been a very close relation because of Spain and Muslim Spain and yep. North Africa yes, and, and, and the, Egypt. This is a very point. also it has been seen as a new phenomenon, but it is not because if it's we not. Think, uh, so then why has it yeah. been seen as a new phenomenon if it, there's a history of relationship there? Yes, because I think there, there is a gap now. Historically, there is a gap that has been uh, that, that, that have taken place. If you remember around the, the year uh, uh, thousand, yeah, it was in the, around the ninth, the tenth centuries. We found that the Sicily it was uh, under uh, first the Aghlabids and then the Fatimids. Yes. So it yes. was Muslim land, or we had the Emirate in Puglia, in Bari, mm -hmm. so another mm -hmm. area in southern Italy. Uh, so there was a strong Muslim presence there. Uh, Bari is right on the southern coast. It's a beautiful fishing yes. town. Yes, right? yes, yes, and Sicily as well. And Sicily, Sicily as, well. as well. So we find out this. And uh, but if if we go especially to Sicily right now, we see many things. You no, know, many church. They are uh, ex mosques. 
Wow. Okay. If we go to the biggest church, the Cathedral of Palermo, mm-hmm. which is the capital of Sicily, if we go there, we still see that there is a, a rock in the wall and there is the Surah Fatiha written in Arabic. Wow. It is a church now. But there is still in Sicily. And also the mentality of people. They are very different. They are closer in a way more to, let's say, Arab culture than Northern European culture. If we see mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. mentality of, there is a big difference between big difference. North Italy and South Italy. Right. Know? And it possibly maybe also because uh, uh, also the Muslim presence as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the famous uh, uh, the city, the capital of Egypt, uh, Cairo was called Fustuk and it was built by a Sicilian. Yes. And uh, Al-Azhar was founded by the same Jawahar ibn Abdullah, who was a Sicilian, in the, was a Fatimid Sicilian, who was, uh, with the Fatimids, they, he was commissioned to do that, that work. It's so amazing. One of the French geographers I remember studying, his view is that Europe doesn't end at the borders of, of the southernmost point of Italy, it actually goes into northern Africa. So we normally think that yes. Europe ends, yes. ends there, but what's bottom line of Spain, for example, mm-hmm. says no, it actually goes into the into the northern tips of uh, of Africa. It's so been, it's yeah, always actually it has always been this open exchange. Yes. So what stopped that exchange then? Because in in here in Britain we're seeing the opposite. We're seeing so many people leaving Christianity. Mm-hmm. Muslims are buying their churches. Yes. And it's actually. There's this trope that is normally mentioned here about the Islamification of Europe. Yes. In northern parts of Europe, it's like, look, Christianity is dying, Islam is coming up. But you're saying in that thousand year period between the 10th century to maybe 1970, it was the opposite. Did you see more, you know, in history, do we see more mosques becoming churches again? Or is this a... Just a an, an yeah, we saw that anomaly when, uh, phenomena yes. after uh, you know the uh, Norman invasion of Sicily, yes. there was a change, and uh, right. also I have I mean historically I mean is uh, under uh, Muslim government, especially in Spain, but in yes. general, uh, I mean Jews and Christians uh, they lived quite fairly, mm. but under Christian, especially Catholic authority, they were more rigid, right, and Muslim had to be exiled or they face much, much trouble. In Spain, we have the whole issue that the Jews have to hide their faith and yes. they became Christian, but still they used to practice their, uh, their faith at home. So yeah. for Muslim was the same in certain part. So there was this uh, rigidity uh, mm. from uh, uh, certain, in particular, historical So time. because now Italy seen, sees Muslims as a, a new faith, a new introduction of faith, how is that now affecting the relationship between Muslims and what can often be seen as a society that's yes. not always welcoming to migrants? Yes, or because uh, yeah, now the problem, since uh, we are not able, there is this gap and we are not able to understand that Islam is not really something new, mm. but it was something that... Uh, it's always been there. Always been there in a way. It's not uh, Europe is not the product of Greek classical thought it's a and Christianity. Of Muslim but there is also there is also a Muslim component. Yes, there is. But uh, unfortunately, since we don't have uh, much uh, 
studying or attention put to this issue, now Islam has been perceived as, as something new. As Imam Ali said, Alayhi Salam, he says, now people are afraid of, uh, of what they do not know. know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu uh, said, uh, Islam you know, was born strangely, you know, as a stranger, yes. and it will end strangely end, as a yes. stranger. You know, people, yes. the definition of a stranger is someone that you don't really know, so it's alien yes. to you. Yes. Very interesting. Yes. Not, so how, how then do you see um, the challenges of your particular community? What, what, what then would you say are the challenges immediately facing the Muslim and Shia community in Italy then? Well, I think uh, we should uh, work uh, in uh, on different levels, of course, uh, and we have to try to be as much close as possible to the role, our role models. Mm. It's very challenging because uh, our role models it is Prophet and Aima, uh, but we are asked in this situation to be much more close because, for example, if we go to Islamic country and we see a Muslim is behaving bad you are saying this is a bad muslim yes here no all muslims if one muslim like is behave no but here if one muslim behave uh, has a bad behavior people they say that look what islam is they don't say he's a bad muslim they say look islam has islam. what a bad religion is what a bad religion it is so and then they blame the prophet so they blame the prophet they blame the religion they blame the quran yes everything just because uh, so we have a responsibility which Yes, it's very difficult, but uh, we are in. Yes. We can do anything. You know, we just, we are, uh, in a way, we are uh, sort of uh, ambassadors of Islam mm. by our behavior, in our daily life. Indeed. Even if we don't like it, we are like this. Because in the moment that you are a Muslim, people look at you, but they just consider Islam on depending on your behavior. So it's a very huge responsibility. Excellent. In 2016, the president of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, came to uh, visit. He made a state visit. Yes. And one of the things I remember reading was that when he visited the uh, famous museums of Rome, they covered the statues, those famous statues that were there since, since the empires. And they, of course, would have genitalia on show as in the statues. And they used yes. to cover them because out of respect for Hassan Rouhani, and him being a Muslim and in our faith, even though it is a statue, it's not permitted for us to be able to see something like that. Now, I remember reading that there was a big outcry. Mm -hmm. So now you mentioned like True. Islam, Islam is seen as a bit alien, a bit new, a bit different. And you mentioned that you have to act as ambassadors. When, when the Italian community debated this about whether this was pandering to Islam or the Islamification of Europe. Yeah. Did this put pressure on the Muslims there? How did how did you see the conversation, the, the dialogue around this event shape was, yeah, understanding sure, of Islam? And there was uh, lots of uh, uh, talks about it because uh, in a way, uh, generally speaking, Italian people, they feel that they have a culture. They have, uh, they come from ancient Rome, they have yes. an old culture yes. still to protect. Right. Although I think uh, not much is left. Not much, <laughs> not much is left. But still... What is left out uh, of curiosity? <laughs> well, you know, I don't see much of classical culture left. No. I don't see much of Christianity left. No. What so, about the classical language? 
This class is it? Is yes. it? Is the yeah, but it's going everything with the, in a modern context. Mm. Everything is getting. Uh, there's not really much left. Yes, yes. Similar to Britain, yeah, everything is yes, nothing left of everything its, is of its, its, its culture and history. Yeah. Yes, but uh, so subconscious. So this was seen as a challenge to that. To the last, I think unconsciously, yes, right, because you are covering a statue. That the statue mean. Uh, our culture, I personally don't like statue, mm. but uh, uh, in the cultural mentality, uh, still uh, Italian people take pride of their uh, uh, ancient artists mm. uh, build. Of course, uh, yeah, Michelangelo. Statues. Yes, we have uh, lots the Sistine of Sistine Chapel is very famous yes, and the beauty yes. of it. And we have lots. We were huge. I mean, Italy yes, is beautiful. The center of cultural yes. Europe. So uh, they may see as something like uh, an aggression towards their culture. Right. Well. And it was bowing to Islam or something like that. And they lean to Islam because, of course, because it's coming a president from Islamic Republic of Iran. So, yes, many people didn't like it. Mm. And uh, I think that th- we should start uh, to dialogue, to understand each other on a social level, uh, uh, not from that kind of uh, that level, like on uh, between uh, you know on a diplomatic level amongst politicians of that caliber. But uh, I think that uh, you should see people should see ordinary Muslim in the street behaving uh, as human beings, yes. as they are. They yes. just I mean that's what is what they are, and uh, then they would understand. They would understand uh, that uh, there is no uh, really uh, any cultural aggressions. No, that actually Muslim, and this is a fact, they want to contribute yes. to the society Just where as they much live. as anyone else. Yes, and they have lots to give. Yes, as I said, now Christianity is 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 very uh, is in a decay. In, uh, even in Italy, which yes. is the cradle uh, of Catholicism. Across Europe, I think. Yes. There is a decay. And so even morality. Yes. So there is something that Muslim they can give. We Brilliant. have something to give. Brilliant. Uh, but we should find a good channel. I think personally that the good channel, it is not on the top, but mm-hmm. on the low. Mm-hmm. So it is not uh, maybe, yeah, it is all to be done, but it is not the big professor at that university or that great politician, famous politician that makes the difference. But you see, the politician, they do what, uh, they try to move the masses. Right. So you should educate first the masses, just seeing that, look, I'm a good man as much as you, if not better. So we can work together. So if the masses, they understand this, even the politicians, they cannot do anything about mm. it. Mm. So I think working from the low Grass is roots. better than aiming at the top yes. sometimes. Yes. I agree. They, in, in Shi'i political theory, there are this debate exists in Shi'i political theory. So for example, uh, someone something like the movement of Ayatollah Shahid Muhammad Baqar al-Sadr, Rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi, his idea was, you start at the top and then you shift the thinking from mm-hmm. going down. Like, so you, you start with the government, you aim for the government yes. and the government will shift the thinking of the masses. Then in Shi'i political theory, someone like uh, Ayatollah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi al-Mudarasi, he thinks the opposite. You start with the grassroots mm-hmm. and the grassroots will themselves produce great leadership, which will then 
make a shift later on yes, yes. in the whole country. So these are political yeah. questions that we have to ask ourselves. Of course, it's difficult to you know to have the solution. About of course, the, of so course. we have different theories. Yes. yes, yes. I think uh, one good example would be just like let's start from the beginning. How, what the Prophet did, you know, we started in Mecca. He started in Mecca with few people. Actually, at the beginning, it was not even public his mm-hmm. preaching. Yes, you know. So he started uh, with common people, 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 usually the slaves like Bilal, Bilal uh, you know, yes. very humble family came yes, to him yes. first. Then he started to spread. Ammar was there earlier yes. on. Yeah. People who didn't Ababa. have a, a protection, you know, from yes. wealthy people really yes. at the beginning. Then slowly, slowly, even wealthy people couldn't do anything about it. Percent. Yes, but also it's not a threat. It's just something that we want to make things better. Mm. There is not a threat that we want to conquer Ascent. any places. Which is know? the fear of many Europeans. Yes, yes. We we just want, the misunderstanding. Like you said, there's been a decay in Christianity. So where are you getting your, your theism from, your belief in God? Yes. Where are you getting your morality from? Exactly. This is the, the, also, the core just, of religion Just ask to ourselves simply question. I mean, okay, we have put aside religion from our life. Are we more happy? Ascent. Are we happier? You know, uh, people, all of us want happiness. We want to reach happiness. Now, nobody can understand how human beings should live. We tried, we tried with all possible theories, liberalism, communism, fascism. We tried white power and so on. Still, we don't get any betterment. There's something wrong. So if we cannot answer this basic question, it means, you know, we should do something. We should you know, take is only religion that can bring cooperation, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. helping the needy. You know, it is only the religion can revive the society mm-hmm. and make happiness grow Ascent. for all. So I'm seeing on both ends of the spectrum, one side is trying to break Europe up and become very nationalistic. And I'm seeing on the other side, Europe trying to work closer together. A stat that I came across was that uh, there was a poll that was taken um, in 2015 which said that if Russia attacked any NATO member, then uh, whether, whether NATO should actually defend their allies from a Russian attack, for example. And it said uh, 47% of sta- Spaniards um, said that they should not, and uh, 58% of Germans said they should not which would disavow Article 5 of NATO, where everyone defends each other. And 51% of Italians said they should not defend a fellow NATO ally if Mm -hmm. Russia, for example, was to uh, attack. Here in Britain, because we're we're so much at the front of Brexit, and what we're told is that there are other countries that also want to have their own exit from the European Union. And Italy is one of those at the forefront of that. Are you seeing that happening, or is that... Yes, especially... Uh, is that kind of blown out of proportion? Is that real? Yes, especially our present government is, uh, is not... It doesn't look up to Europe, certainly. Mm. Uh, so Why is that? Is it just because there it's... Was, you know, we just are coming out from uh, a financial international crisis. Yes, yes. And then there was all this alarm of terrorism. Yeah. So we had tough Migrant time. Migrant crisis. Migrant crisis and all these things. Tough time. So in the period of crisis, people need strong ideology to uh, grasp, and then also it is easier to say it's not our fault, but always point the fingers finger at someone to else. someone else, which is in most of the cases uh, 
weaker than you. Yes, yeah, that's yes. the easiest thing. So yes. that's uh, the easiest thing that people do it. It doesn't mean it's the right thing to yes. do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean Islam. It says we should cooperate with all each other. We we solve it. So we have to do that. And uh, some people, yes, they take the easy way. So the easy way is just like to say it wasn't my fault. It's the fault of these other people. And uh, need a strong ideology. So all these nationalist movement are uh, now getting uh, stronger. And uh, this is, is something uh, that uh, it can be solved by uh, knowledge mm. because most of the people also are ignorant, mm. full, are ignorant, and uh, they don't have the means to uh, good education, for example, yes. or they are frustrated by unemployment right. and all this problem. So we need to face all these. Uh, issues so, so the Muslim community facing this kind of issue in France there is a lot of pressure on women not to wear hijab they get fined if they wear the burqa in in, in public is this a trend we've seen other things for example mm. um, you know in, in Switzerland I think that they stopped uh, masjids being built with the minarets mm-hmm. um, we've seen for example in certain countries halal food being stopped mm-hmm. are there similar pressures in Italy there are yes there are especially from uh, certain political parties and areas uh, there are if we think rationally you know, if we live in a situation of hardship difficulties and crisis what can for example an hijab veil on your head? or a building like a minaret or food which is sold in a supermarket which effect it would have it looks to me that they are more some sort of uh, uh, pretext just pretext uh, to attack a certain people I just see. like to say and uh, it's a means to an end is, yes and uh, one of the consequences is just like that poor people start to fighting each other mm. rather than taking yes. on corruption Yes, trying to really improve your society. society. They fight yeah, each we other. waste them time uh, now to attack the other mm. or defend ourselves from the other. So this is a problem. It's a sort of a distraction that has been put. And we are not going to improve anywhere. No society can improve. Secular, non-secular is not going to improve with this mentality of a, a clash between... Uh, Groups, people, Groups. religions. Yes, religions, ideology, and so on. Percent. So, uh, what uh, really we need to do is uh, cooperation. What I, as I say, yeah, we need to cooperate and you know, and trying to make people think. I mean, does if a person next to me, if he brings a veil, mm. or if he eats this particular type of meat, does it change my crisis? It, would, it wouldn't it change. change it, it's a very logical thing. What, that, what a wonderful you know, way to put it. But uh, does yeah. it change my crisis? It, it's not going to change. Which is the crisis of the downfall of Western civilization. Yes. Which is everywhere. Yes. It's not just because now we are seeing. We are seeing that. Uh, yeah. So I'm a big football fan. Yes. And I have been to. Um, I went to Inter Milan versus Tottenham Hotspur a few mm. years ago when Gareth Bale scored a very famous hat-trick in the last few minutes. And we were talking before we did the, uh, w- before we did the uh, uh, recording to talk about some of the, the way that even when it comes to football teams and fans, 
they actually have a very political outlook. And I was mentioning, for example, in Scotland, it's very well known that Celtic is Catholic as a club and Rangers is Protestant as a club. So they bring within their religious and political histories, even when it comes to their, their football. And I know that kind of thing is very similar in, in, in Italy as well. Yes, in Italy, uh, it, everything is very political. So football as well. Mm. You find fans, for example, belonging to a particular team uh, that they are uh, uh, right wing. And, uh, and uh, other fans supporting another team, you will find their left wing. So which teams are right wings and which team like, might be famous? I don't remember really because, uh, yeah, I don't follow now yeah. football more <laughs> like before. Uh, but uh, yeah, for example, Lazio is known to be very extreme right. Wow. Livorno is known to be left, very left. Okay, right, right. In fact, if you see them, if you go in Livorno, you will see Che Guevara amongst... Uh, really? Wow, okay. Yeah, so it's very political. Really? Uh, so they have pictures of Che Guevara... Pictures of Che Guevara in the... In the, the stands, stands, in the, the stadiums. Stadium. Yes. Wow. So we, we sold uh, Lazio Paul Gascoigne, um, I think in 1991 or something, okay, 1992. Yes, yes, yes. So I used to enjoy watching Lazio and Juventus as well, but now I have to rethink my allegiance. To yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like there is a lot of conflict and clashes because of this issue as well. Yeah. And allegiance as well between teams. Uh, Interesting. Because of that. Also, yeah, because in Italy, coming, still we, we, we still uh, smell the air of the Second World War a bit. Yes, yes. And uh, at the beginning we were uh, uh, with a side and then we switched to the other side. Yes, yes. So there yes, is always this uh, 50%, 50%. One side, this yes, way. yes, yes. In Italy it's always like this and you find, uh, yes, uh, all uh, the, everything really is very, very political. Very, very political. Yeah, or you are uh, black or red. You yes, know, yes, so yes. So what can we do here as London-based uh, Muslims, as UK-based Muslims, what can we do to assist you um, in Italy as Shia Muslims? What, what, how can I assist you going forward? Someone's listening to this podcast, says, I want to be able to do something small. What could they do? I think uh, that England, uh, is, uh, Muslim in England, uh, they, have, they are a good example for us because uh, they are here, the British Muslim, they interact with the society, they have lots of things to give. Uh, in Italy, unfortunately, still we have a situation where Muslims are afraid to go and speak to the public as a Muslim. Mm. Still, mm -hmm. they have psycho there is psychological uh, fear yes, that yes, uh, is in them because, you know, it's difficult. A girl will find difficult to find a job, for example. Still, there is lots of things that are not commonly accepted. An inferiority complex. An infer exactly. Yes, that's the right word. So, because of that, by seeing that, you know, actually, you know, we can live here in Europe. Mm. We are European. Yes, 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 yes. For the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are all, we are all <laughs> European. European. No? But, yes, and uh, you made it. You, Muslim in England, made it. You, you were able, you know, to mm. be a part of the society. Mm. Still... In Italy, it is difficult. Yes. So, you know, your example on, in this way is, uh, I think it would be fundamental to, yes, to show in some way, maybe by uh, also documentaries or uh, uh, presenting a single story of common people, not big people, but even common people, just a simple family that, 
in England work. Yes. The husband work. Yes, yes. Maybe the wife work. They have kids. They go to school. Yes. There is challenges, but you can have a very, very peaceful and harmonious life here. So you say, yes, this is possible. Sending this message, this is possible. You can do it as well. Wonderful. Wonderfully good. Sheikh Abbas, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your success, your family's success, the whole Muslim community's success in Italy. And inshallah, the country goes from strength to strength. And all of us come together as Europeans, inshallah. Inshallah. I think um, we all need to do our bit to carry our human global identity, but also our European identity, because this ensures that we can stay strong. We've had many wars in the past in Europe, and since I think the European Union, there's been no major conflict between our European brothers and sisters. And this is necessary for us to continue on, inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you very much. We pray, inshallah, for your success. And uh, inshallah, when you visit us again, we can have another discussion uh, next time you come back to London, inshallah. Thank you very much. Please remember to subscribe to Hujjat Podcast. Share this as widely as possible because this goes out to ears that you can't imagine it reaches. And just this brilliant discussion allows us to have talked about the Quran, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, challenges in the Muslim and the European community. And we never know whom we'll be able to reach. Only with your support, inshallah, can that happen. We look forward to speaking to you again, inshallah, soon. Wassalamu alaikum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.